Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by Ford Champ. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick. Nick, how excited are you for this week? Very much so. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a really packed event with talent. I think everyone's itching to not only play in the event for those lucky enough to do so, but uh, you know, all of us golf fans are just ready to see some see some strokes on tv by some pros it's gonna be exciting yeah and and so this is the first week back that we're gonna have live pga tour events since early march since the first round of the players championship it's been quite a while a lot of build-up we've had some spurts of live golf with some uh charity uh kind of matches exhibition matches yeah but this will be the first time we actually have a tournament and as you mentioned it will be packed with a lot of good talent but certainly not fans (laughs) yeah that's gonna be the tough part and i mean the whole world is watching to see what what happens and what's the reaction so yeah it's uh it's going to be pretty crazy. I don't know what. I mean, I'll be interested to hear what the players think. You know, if they can get hyped up is like the way they they used to. Yeah, they're definitely it, – it's definitely going to be unique for them, especially uh, especially for longtime, you know, PGA Tour players. Players who are fairly fresh from, say, you know, the lower tours, Corn Ferry or – or other tours may be a little bit more used to the the lack of crowd. Not saying there aren't crowds in those tours, but certainly not PGA Tour level type of crowds. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of imagine maybe those guys are going to feel maybe kind of just at home. Yeah, it'll be more familiar to them. I mean, yeah, the big stars. But, I mean, then again, the big stars, I mean, are the that way because they – they can play in any conditions, any you know, any format. I mean, they might even not even notice it till Sunday, and you know, oh, I just you know won the tournament, and there's like five people clapping. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not saying like the big names won't you know do well. I mean, I mean they might not you know do well, but but they're in the, they're on the PGA Tour and they're in, at the top of the you know world rankings for a reason. They're really really good golfers um but at the same time it's 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 going to be weird for them to not be able to hear the crowd you know cheering across the course and not be able to follow like maybe what's happening without you know just looking at leaderboards you know leaderboard watching is just kind of one part of it but also like hearing roars and you know seeing what happens like in the group behind you or in front of you like that's also like this kind of big part of tournament golf and that's kind of not going to be there because there's just not going to be any crowds it'll be hard to tell what's happened correct 
yeah, you won't hear the, the roars around the course and then be able to like see yeah, who did what, you know, which names start moving around. It'll just be, yeah, just whatever happens on the board. You won't have any indication until it happens. And and so that I mean that's not I guess that's not like unique. Usually it's there's still questions when you know roars happen. You're like okay what what has happened you know and then you have to kind of wait for the leaderboard to tell you anyhow. But there's still that element that's kind of going to be lost. It's um, it's definitely going to be a different feeling. They're they're going to have to find other ways to kind of get that info. You might you might see the caddies wander off a little bit you know. Go go scout some other holes while while their player is walking after their three hundred yard drive. You know, that'd be interesting. I mean, I can't quite imagine it being the caddies, but I mean, <laughs> there, there's maybe there's a new industry that is going to prevail. It's going to just be you know scouts. You know, you got you got your caddy, and then you got your scouts, and the scouts are you got. Like hand, everybody's got a handful of scouts and they're just, you know, your caddy's getting text messages, especially when it comes down to like Sunday and it's like, Oh, you know, Ricky just birdied 14. And so, uh, you know, what's happening before it even gets posted. Okay. I'm kind of thinking like if that would happen, I, I would kind of want it to be like old school in terms of like no text messages, no phones. It would just be like hand signals from hundreds <laughs> of yards away. The scouts are just doing these you know, baseball-like hand signals. Yeah, swing away. What would be the hand signal for Ricky? I don't. I don't know. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> like, how would you do the different names? You'd have to do like world rankings. You'd have to do like just you know digits. Like pulled up five fingers for the fifth-ranked player in the world or something. Yeah, or go back to like just sign language, like A, B, C. Yeah. The, and spell out their first name. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a huge increase in demand for sign language coming up here. Yeah, get your master class on <laughs> ASAP. Uh-huh. Everybody's YouTubing, like, <laughs> sign language alphabet. Just because, if, yeah, if you could get their, 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 even their initials, you know, BK. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Made a little chirp, chirp over on twelve. A little bird. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna have. I mean, we're not gonna have fanless events for too long. There is, I think, uh, a scheduled. I can't remember exactly which tournament, but um, there is a scheduled tournament that is supposed to have fans in like mid July. So, essentially, we'll be a month without fans. Um, but there's going to be a lot of, you know, as you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of sports kind of looking at, you know, the PGA Tour. And not only not only how the event is on location, but also kind of how it's handled on TV. And, and the PGA Tour isn't the first sport to have come back. I mean, NASCAR has come back and and I think MMA is doing its thing or whatever. And so PGA Tour golf isn't really the first to be back. They're not like, you know the only thing to kind of look at when you're trying to judge, you know, how to run your own sport. If, if, if you're like the NBA or the NHL or MLB, but I would, I mean, I would argue that it's, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest sports 
to come back. Yeah. So far. I mean, I don't, I don't know the numbers for NASCAR. I mean, I know it's big, but like, I feel like golf is, is a little bit bigger, at least in our minds. (laughs) Definitely in our minds. I mean, and in the majority of people who aren't in the deep South, um, no, I know. I mean, there is NASCAR around here. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. How many NASCAR fans compared to how many PGA Tour fans? Ah, I mean, I mean, I if you be. think about it, though, like, golf is... I feel like golf has more... It's got to have more, like, overall fans, like the sport itself. Because, like... Because even if people don't watch the PGA Tour, there's many people who still like go out and play golf you can't really do that with nascar you can't just go to you can you just get arrested i mean okay legally (laughs) i mean you could go to a track and race your car or whatever or drive around but (laughs) like you, you don't do that as often as you could go just you know out golfing or whatever yeah i get it yeah and I feel like I feel like nowadays, if you look at the biggest events in golf, you know the Masters, the U.S. Open. Um, I feel like the biggest the the biggest events in golf are bigger than the biggest events in NASCAR. Like the Daytona 500 is like the Super Bowl of NASCAR. But like I feel like not everyone really watches the Daytona 500. It's a big event. Don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of casual sports fans that will tune in Sunday of the Masters. Yeah. So that's kind of what I like where my head's at with this. So PGA Tour, how is it gonna be broadcasted? How is it going to look on TV without, you know, the stands, without the fans? It's just gonna you're just gonna be looking at a green a green golf course. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be the best like visual sports setting without fans as you could possibly have. Yeah. All these other sports you're looking at arenas that are just empty. You know, it's not really visually pleasing. It's kinda of like there's something missing. But with but with golf, it's like this is you know, this this is landscape, this is you know, beautifully manicured areas. I think it'll look great. Yeah. No, I think it'll be really cool looking too. It'll be, and it'll just be a complete, it'll be so much different than what it's always been, like having the fans around. But like, you know, just watching PGA stars play like it's, you know, your local club with without the fans. I mean, I'll be, I mean, there's going to be more lost balls. There's going to be a like, lot. Yeah. God, I mean, they'll, they'll have four caddies, I guess. And like yeah. their, their family members will be out there and like, so there probably won't be that many, but um, but if they don't have the stands, you're not going to get like the, the free drops. Yeah, the free drops, and like you're not going to get the air mails that bounce off the stands and you know come back. I'm not saying that happens a lot, but it happens sometimes. More than it happens for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the players play without those you know backboards in mind essentially uh yeah like they can like if there's a if there's a hole with you know 
you know, water guarding the green in the front, they could, they could, you know, if they really wanted to, they could be like, okay, well, I'm not missing this short. If it goes long, that's fine because, you know, it may hit the stands or and I'll have a free drop and, you know, it, it can't really get like super bad. It can't get any worse than putting the ball in the water. Correct. But without the stands there, like that ball could go that that ball could go a ways. And then you have a really hard up and down, especially with water on the other side and you got firm greens, you know, PGA tour type of greens. Yep. That can make for some interesting scenarios, some interesting shots, some some shots that, you know, pros are going to show how good they are. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be a different game. I think it's a different mindset for them for sure. Um, and yeah, they might have to play a little bit more conservative. But in I don't know. They're all just so hyper aggressive because just like I don't know, just like poker or something. Like I mean, you get rewarded so heavily for you know when the aggression works out. You know, guys that play conservative. You know, you know you don't get. You're not going to make the money. You're not going to have the high upside. You're not going to win events. You're not going to get the con like the sponsorship contracts if you're constantly finishing, you know, fortieth. You know, you're you're making cuts, but you're just never making you know a charge up the leaderboard. You know, I don't know. I think that people get rewarded in this era for hyper aggression. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, you see guys. All like well, not all the time, but like it's not a rare thing to see someone just decide to go for it from two hundred sixty yards out, you know, or whatever, you know, with water in front, you know, carrying a hazard driver off the deck type of thing. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna go for it. Yeah, like if they have a if they have a clear shot, they're gonna go for it. Um, and even a halfway decent lie. Yeah, and and. And a lot of times, you know, they'll pull it off. I mean, you know, maybe it's not, you know, you know, you know, it's not within like, you know, 20 feet, but they, you know, they put it on the surface and they're, you know, they've got a long eagle pot. They got a chance, right? Um, but I think, I think the thing is not, not only with the lack of stands and fans, but also the fact that they haven't, you know, they haven't been playing tournament events since, since March. Right, so exactly. how how aggressive are they going to be, like in the first tournament back here? Right, they kind of have to they kind of have to find that tournament feeling again, and with how everyone else is kind of dealing with that situation, it'll be interesting to see what their mentalities are, or what their decision making is, because this is a brand new like feeling for a lot of these a lot of these guys. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, that, you know, I mean, a bunch of sports in general, guys just get into rhythms and it's all about, you know, you know, week in, week out. I mean, they're playing in big events every week and just like baseball and basketball teams, it's like they're playing game after game after game and they're, you know, they're just, they almost like zone out, you know, they're practicing so hard all the time, but it's just like becomes so much muscle memory um you know every day doing the same thing for the whole season or, or whatnot they get small breaks but even in golf i mean it's just it'll be really interesting that fact like 
I mean, I'm sure they've been playing and practicing, but it's just never going to be the same as in tournament competition. Um, and then to see, like, yeah, not only how aggressive they are, but, yeah, I mean, I think we could see a lot of bad shots out of some really good players and yeah. some, you know, some high numbers. Obviously, there's going to be some guys that go low, but, you know. I mean, we see we see high numbers even, you know, in regular, you know, PGA Tour seasons and tournaments. I mean, it's not it's not odd to see. I mean, that you look at the bottom of the leaderboards, you're like, ah, oh, some guys have scored some, some put up some big numbers. Um, yeah, he went for it and missed. Yeah, like some, you know, some some weekends, you know, these players, even though they're super super good, uh, they, you know, they just don't have it for you know that course. It, maybe it doesn't fit their game, or just they just aren't getting the breaks, or mentally they're just not there, or their swings just just a little bit off because it doesn't take you know many degrees to turn a a push into a pull you know uh with that club face it's and if you haven't if they haven't been practicing and i'm not saying they haven't like totally i'm sure they're they've been picking up clubs recently but i'm i think a lot of players haven't played golf you know for the majority of this time off i think they've picked up other things to spend that time and in recent weeks they've probably picked it up and got back to practicing but there's i would argue that there's there's some players that spent took a lot of time off with the clubs yeah it wouldn't surprise me i'd like to think that most of them i mean it's not like it's not like they're have to actually do work i mean they're you know it's just oh i'm gonna go to the golf course today honey and you know, I'm going to practice and play 18 and then have a burger and then I'm going to go back and practice. And like, it's not like they're digging ditches. Um, I mean, so yeah, they, uh, we'll see. I mean, that's, what's, uh, kind of so exciting to see whose game, like, I mean, the ball don't lie. So yeah, you know, we'll see who's actually been practicing. And, you know, maybe JT spent a little too much time on the beach. He's looking real tan, and, <laughs> and his swing is not going where he wants it. And then, yeah, but any guy, I mean, that's the thing, the margin, margins for errors. And the golf is a hard game, you know. And then you, and then you, you follow a bad shot with a stupid shot, and then, you know, you make – a double or a triple in the blink of an eye and then you start grinding harder to turn it around and get a birdie back and it that doesn't work and then all of a sudden you're just mind fucked uh, uh pardon my language for those younger viewers but uh you're uh you're just you're, you're mentally i mean it can can turn on you real quick one bad swing that's all it takes yeah but pga tour players uh they're pretty good mentally it's one of the reasons why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I mean, we'll, we're going to get to see... Um, we're going to get to see how how these players play in, in some really pretty good groups um, to start yeah. off this tournament. Yeah. You have, the, you have one group that has the top three players in the world, Rory, John Rahm, and, and Brooks Kepka. Yep. That, I mean, that's that's a group right there. We'll see how the top of you know the world rankings, how those players 
are going to handle coming off this you know long break and obviously yeah. with them being all at the top there there's going to be competitive juices flowing yeah. just who there like, right who do you like for um for round one for round one out of those three out of those three for round run round one um you know i got i i mean i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with rory just i mean just because like we've seen him play i mean we saw him play the match or whatever that you know with dustin johnson and ricky and um and matt wolf um yeah like i i feel like he's it, it seemed like mentally he's in a pretty good spot right now and so, yeah. like, I could see him, you know, kind of riding that, you know, mental fortitude that, you know, he's kind of had. Now, I'm basing this off of only really seeing Rory, right? I haven't I haven't really seen Brooks Kepka. Like, he hasn't – like, I haven't seen him practice or whatever. I just haven't seen, like, the videos or, yeah, or anything. He's been in a basement somewhere eating protein shakes. Yeah. <laughs> And same with John Rahm. Like so, I don't like I don't have as much of a, a of a viewpoint on how they're looking or how their situation is right now as you know compared to Rory. So I mean, I'm just going to go with what I know is, and that's I, I think Rory's going to can be oh. in front of that group. And he and Rory loves this course. I mean, he has a phenomenal record at this course. You know, he's finished in the top ten like six times and won it twice and. He just he plays really well at Colonial, so that, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's a way to go wrong. I mean, but uh, I'll take BK, you you and me, round one, Rory okay. versus BK. I mean, we can go big and bet like ten push-ups on it or something. I can um, do that. Okay, I'm an athlete. <laughs> there you go. Um, what's the other group that was interesting? Yeah. So then you got the uh, the spring break group. The Justin yeah. Thomas, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth. Yeah, this this article is calling them the Bro Pack. The <laughs> Bro Pack. That's a fun name, but yeah, I mean that should be a fun group because once again, you know they've they're all friends, um, and that, that's that's one of the things I love about like the current generation of the PGA Tour. Yeah, you know, back in like Tiger's kind of prime or when Tiger was first coming up, there wasn't really a whole lot of like, I would say like brotherly love type of you know relationships between like all the pro golfers like there is today yeah because it was basically like a kind of some old school guys and then you had tiger woods come up and just kind of like turn the turn the golf world over you know flipped at 180 right yeah and then and then now you have all these you know young guys who aren't as young anymore but they all kind of came up together like justin thomas ricky fowler jordan spieth um, and some other guys like so like they they all came up together they all were influenced by Tiger Woods they all have that in common and they just yeah they're competitive and they will compete against each other but at the end of the day they're you know they're pretty you know good friends they they support each other it, it's cool to see yeah so that's gonna be a fun group for sure to watch I, and without fans or anything you gotta imagine the the broadcast is probably gonna I don't know like how much, but you gotta imagine they're gonna get some sound going for yeah. You know, I want to group up for sure. Like you gotta you gotta hear the the banter between that group. It's got I mean that banter's got to be good for sure. I mean overall, I just want to see Justin back, you know, doing some kind of 
play-by-play hey if he gets if he gets cut if he if he has two you know bad rounds he gets cut do you think they'll just get him in the booth yeah for the last two rounds like hey don't don't take a you know don't take your flight or don't drive away too soon here let's uh hey we'll take care of all your food the rest of the weekend (laughs) we just need you come hang out with us give us i talk talk junk to charles (laughs) charles isn't even there he's just just (laughs) talking crap about him (laughs) charles is phoning it yeah We got we got Chuck on the line. JT, you want to say some things? Oh, uh, yeah. It, uh, that would be funny. Yeah, he he did good. Um, but yeah, that would be a great group. Those guys are the bro pack. The bro pack, and then you got then you got some some of the older kind of guys. Uh, in defending champ Kevin Na, and then Phil Mickelson, Gary Woodland, those those three are paired up together or grouped up together. Yep. Um, it's not not the sexiest group, for sure, but definitely could produce some, you know, some names, you know, towards the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know if any one of them will make a run. I mean. It- I mean, Kevin Na's good. He's just, he's just not glamorous. He's not. Uh, no. He just flies under the radar. Yeah, every every now and then he'll, he'll find himself in the winner's circle. But yeah, it's a very boring game he plays, I guess. But it gets it done. And he puts up the numbers from time to time. And he certainly does. He definitely puts up numbers like sixteen. You remember? Yeah. Remember, remember when he put that? Up on a hole. That made me feel really good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I was, uh, you know, you feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, it's like, I could do something like that. I could do something like a t- tour pro here. <laughs> nice. You know, I, he, obviously, I, he had a great, he had a great, you know, mental, you know, idea of it. Um, you know, he, it's just one of those things like he's a tour pro it happened like whatever yeah actually i went through that this last weekend we had our first uh waga golf tournament and um you know i was like one over coming into hole 15 and i heard i heard about this hole that it was really mickey mouse and like honestly this thing is like a horseshoe it's oh, like, yeah i mean from t to green it's probably like 280 yards but there's no way to shorten it. Like yeah. you, have, you, I mean, come to find out later, you, you're supposed to play it like three par threes with like seven iron, seven iron, seven iron or something like dumb. Yeah. And, but yeah, I went into three separate hazards, not just a little bit like ball gone. Yeah. Three separate ones and got up and down from 80 yards for a nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, <laughs> blow that hole up. Yeah, yeah. I was because I was warned about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll yeah, I'll you, take care of it." You simpletons! I got it from here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro. I'm Nick Pavel. 
I got this. No, oh, and I horseshoe. That's an and easy I, shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it plays right into my slice. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, somehow. Yeah, how the hell did you make it nine? Well, I got up and down from eighty yards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because I easily thought I was looking at a double digits, which it's been a while. Been a while since I had a double digit hole. Um, but yeah, held it together four over seventy five with a niner. That's uh, not too shabby for a for a nine spot there. I would definitely I would take a seventy five with with a niner. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> you know, just saying. <laughs> Uh, which, which one do you like the one on the left or the right good because I'll take anything I'll take I'll literally take anything <laughs> mark, just mark me down for a par put a frowny face on the <laughs> card and let's fucking move on <laughs> don't even mark anything <laughs> sir, sir this is the first hole it's alright I'm down here <laughs> um, where's the beer where's the beer card <laughs> uh, I'll meet yeah. you in the clubhouse. Uh huh. I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. Yeah. So, I think. Um, All right. Wait. I wanted to. I don't know what you're doing wrapping it up, but I'd well, like, yeah, we oh, we do need to wrap this up soon. But yeah. um, but Rory, Ram, or or no, sorry, uh, JT, Ricky, or Jordan. Who do you like in that second group? I mean, it's for me. It, for me, it's JT or Ricky. I mean, Jordan's just been so he's just struggled for so so long now. <laughs> it's tough to maybe some proof before I. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this break is exactly what he needed. Maybe this quarantine is exactly what he needed. Who knows? But I mean, yeah, for me, it's. I mean, it's Justin Thomas or Ricky Fowler. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a rookie guy, but like, I could easily see either of those two. Um, but I mean, I'll go, I'll go with Ricky because once again, he's kind of he's a tiebreaker. He's got the tiebreaker for me. Yeah, because he's been playing the last few weeks. He's more. Yeah, he's played in the match. He's one of the matches, and and then once again, I mean, and we've we've seen him him pl- he played and beat Justin Thomas in a quarantine match. Uh, a left-handed quarantine match. So, I mean, if yeah. we're judging left-handed golfing skills, you know, I got to go with Ricky Fowler. So, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going with him. JT there. All right, ten additional ten push-ups there. Sure, why not? All right, so a total of twenty push-ups. This yep. bet is at. All right. Um, now, before before we wrap up, I do want to uh, just get the word out there that even though the PGA Tour is coming back, that's not the only thing. Uh, that you should be concerned about right now because uh, even though this pandemic has kind of screwed up schedules for sporting events and and we know that the the masters got a move to November you know this upcoming November the uh, the entry period for tickets for next year's masters which will be played in April like normal is open right now so if you want to get tickets um, for the Masters and not pay, you know, or enter the lottery for tickets and, you know, for a chance to not have to pay secondary ridiculous prices, uh, 
that's open right now. Here's your time to do it. So I just wanted to point that out. Because how, many, that, how many entries do you have in there already? Oh, you just have one entry, but you mark down like how many tickets you want per day. So, yeah. so like for each of the practice days, uh, you can do up to four tickets, and then each of the tournament days, you can do up to two tickets. Um, and that, and that's just like what you're putting in for an entry. But when if you get selected, um, usually you just get you have to buy them. Well, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to give them money, but like, like why wouldn't you, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, you, if you're putting your name into. The, why wouldn't you put in for the maximum then? And then it's like, oh, I, I wanted four people, but like now I only need two. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to pay for like all the tickets that you sign up. So if you if you only need two, but you put in four, you've you're gonna win four. All right. Like if you win, you're gonna win four. So like, you can't just pay for two. Then you have to. You would have to pay for all four. If you yeah. want, if you wanted to get tickets, if you entered and won the lottery and 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 then you know just decide, you know what, I don't want to go anymore. I mean, you could do that and not pay and just not get tickets. But like once again, why why would you do that? So yeah, but yeah, time <clears throat> yeah. is now to do that. Excuse me. So, yeah. All right. Good. Good call out. Just saying, because I, once again, the schedule has just changed ridiculously with this pandemic. So, uh, a lot of a lot of people would be quite aware that uh, the you know the ticket entry or application period is would be happening. But it, things are just so kind of like just you're not thinking about them right now. So, figure it might as well just call that out. Yeah, but with that said, we're wrapping up. That is our show. Who do you who do you think is going to win? Let's let's get the one one last prediction here. The tournament. Who's your who's your guy to win? I like BK. BK, take him. I think yeah. that that's a good choice. I will go. He's been practicing all, all this whole time. This whole time. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Rory. It's going to be our first round matchup of that group is going to also be our prediction for the tournament winner. Okay. Well, but now we have to make now. We, okay. And, and a, dark <laughs> a dark horse. Yeah. Cause that's, that's pretty. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I'll go with, um, I'm going to go with Zach Blair straight up dark horse. Yeah. I don't know too much about him, honestly. I mean, why why him? Because he's a dark horse. Real dark. Yeah. I He's just a name that popped up. I thought, you know what? If, if I could see someone else winning from, you know, from far away, might, <laughs> might as well pick him. It's as good of a pick that I would have as any other dark horse. Because once again, I have no idea how these guys have handled, you know, this this period of of no golf, essentially. So I'm just picking a picking a guy out of a hat. That's pretty much my dark horse pick. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm trying to do a little re- like I'm just trying to find somebody who's like basically not in the top ten. 
uh, of the world. Um, someone who I feel could get hot. Um, wow, I'm having trouble finding the uh, field. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I mean... All right, I'm here. Oh, you got it. I mean, there's, there's plenty of guys. There's plenty of guys to choose from. Plenty of big names. Plenty of past PGA Tour winners. Yeah. Oh, man. Zach Blair. How do I compete with that? You, you can't. You literally cannot compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I I'm gonna go with the young kid. Ow <laughs> Matthew Wolf, eh? The wolf. The wolf man. Alright. Fair he, enough. He got some T V time he did. over the break. You know, he, he brought his game and played with, you know, the best of the best and now he's ready to, you know, make his own footprint. Make a name for himself. I mean, he's he's won on the PGA Tour. Correct. So why not why not do it again, right? Ow! <laughs> let it let him win. That'll be my. I'll be doing that the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. I am Clay, and with me is well, I don't know what your nickname is. Nick the Stick still. Nick the Stick. Nick the Stick. And we are signing off. Peace. Arno Palmer is the master champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.